Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So when Draymond Green came up to the post-game press conference after the Warriors beat the Celtics in Game 6, he removed the bottle of Gatorade that they place up there, product placement, for the players. Removed it, replaced it with a bottle of Lobos tequila, which is the tequila brand that he invests in along with LeBron James and a few other NBA players. And he said, no electrolytes in my life tonight. So it is with that spirit that I bring this podcast to you while drinking a Corona. It's not quite Lobos tequila, but I didn't win the championship. I just wrote about one, so it feels like, you know, that's fair, right? Um, But that is my homage to Draymond Green. That is my homage to the Golden State Warriors, your Golden State Warriors who for the fourth time in eight years are NBA champions. How wild is that? It's, you know, the parallels between this team and the 2014-15 team that won that first title are very similar. Or That's not how you say that, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. There are a lot of parallels between those two teams. Mainly the fact that it was kind of slowly developing in that you know with that 2014-15 team you knew they were good but you didn't know they were that good and kind of week by week month by month the season goes on and they're still that good and you're you're kind of you kind of never even noticed that moment where you realized how good they are it's kind of that you know frog and water situation where by the time it actually got to the end to the championship you had just internalized that this was the best team and I think that happened a lot with this year's team as well you, you went in with the expectation that they were going to be good you expected them to do better than last year when they were eliminated in the play-in tournament um, but I don't think many people thought they were going to be this good and even when they had that incredibly hot start to the season the best basketball they played in the regular season. You were thinking, this team's great, they're the best team in the NBA right now, but but there were questions as to what they would be like when it got to June. And as the season rolled down and as the postseason began and and really took off, we just slowly started to kind of subconsciously realize how damn good this basketball team was. To the point where Game 6, the NBA Finals rolls around and I don't know about you, but I I expected them to win this game. Um, And that's what they did. And now they are 
They are champions. Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, fourth ring. Four rings. Kevon Looney, his third ring. Andrew Wiggins. How can you not be happy for Andrew Wiggins? My goodness. The career he's had, the journey he's been on to get to here. Now he has a ring. Jordan Poole has a ring. Veterans like Nemanja Bialica and Otto Porter Jr. have rings. Steve Kerr has his fourth ring as a coach, his ninth ring total. And it's just, it was just kind of a, as hot as the Warriors were to start the season, it still feels like a slow burn to me where you, you go from thinking this team is good to this team is really good to having questions to having some answers to all of a sudden, you know, by the time it's all over, you just kind of are, whether you realize it or not, expecting them to do exactly what they did. And it was pretty special. Um... The the win is one that I think the players and the fans will remember for a very long time. Um, the Warriors fell behind big early. They were down 14-2 to two after a few minutes. Um, truthfully, I thought they were playing pretty well. Um, or I shouldn't say pretty well, but they weren't playing that poorly at all. Um, but the Celtics made some good shots. The Warriors missed some shots. Um, they obviously weren't playing well, but it, but it wasn't you know a disaster. It wasn't that lethargic start that the Warriors often have when they fall behind, where you think, ah, oh, you're just not engaged. They were engaged. They just weren't playing their best. And then they bounced back immediately from that. They won the first quarter. They were up 27-22 after the first quarter, despite having been losing 14-2. Through the end of the first quarter and the start of the second quarter, they strung together a 21 to nothing run. 21 to nothing run on the road in the NBA Finals in a closeout game. It was it was the largest run in NBA Finals history in the last 50 years and um and I, I'm guessing that that stat only came out because they didn't they don't have the play-by-play data longer than 50 years, so it's probably the longest run in an NBA Finals game would be my guess. And to do it against... You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A, a defense as good as Boston's. B, on the road. And C, against a team that's up against elimination. You know their back is against the wall. They're going to give you everything they have. I really felt like the Warriors were going to win this game because they had the veteran experience from players who had been here and, and done this before. And Boston, to their credit, you know, that was a narrative going into the series. The Warriors had all this championship experience. The Celtics had no one who had ever played in a single NBA Finals game. How was that going to play out? And the reality was for the first four games, arguably, arguably even the first five games, it didn't play out. There wasn't a difference. You know, if, if anything, Boston looked like the team that had that championship experience. They were the ones who jumped out to the leads. They were the ones who jumped out to the leads in the series, I mean, like, went up 1-0, went up 2-1, you know, had that first punch. They were the ones who were poised enough in game one on the road to overcome a huge fourth quarter deficit and win the game. Um, they they did not look like an inexperienced championship team. But I felt like after the Warriors won game five, dealt Boston back-to-back losses for the first time in these playoffs, put Boston on the brink of elimination, I felt like that was going to be the time where we were going to start to see the difference between a team that has been here and done this so many times and a team that has never done this. And I think that's exactly what happened. Um... Boston stayed tough. Give them credit. Even even with that huge run, they bounced back, scored some points. Especially in the third quarter, they you know the Warriors were leading by 15 points at halftime and and the Celtics still had found a way to put together a really nice stretch in the third quarter and um for many parts towards the end of the third quarter and and into the fourth quarter, it was a single digit game and things got pretty tense, but the Warriors never folded and eventually walked away with a 103-90 to win. Steph Curry was masterful, as he was all series, 34.7 rebounds, 7 assists, 12 for 21 shooting, 6 for 11 on threes, bounced back from that 0-9 game as we all knew he would. Draymond Green, unbelievable, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. He said, post-game, I believe he said he dominated in this game. And, yeah, 100%. That's exactly what he did. Um, Clay Thompson had an awful shooting night, 5 for 20 from the field, but I do not care. I do not care. He's a champion again. Imagine how good this team can be next year when Clay has all of that rust fully shaken off. I mean, come on. This team is going to be so good next year. It's too early to think about that. We need to save for this championship. But, um, you know, Clay Clay shooting poorly was kind of a reminder as to how much growth this team still has ahead of them. But as Draymond Green said after the game, they've always won with defense. Um, and Steve Kerr mentioned this too. He said he's never, you know, seen a championship team that didn't have a great defense. And... Ultimately, that was what this game was about for the Warriors. Um, 
they forced 22 Celtics turnovers. I have to check and see if that's actually right. That's what the ESPN box score is saying, but they don't count team turnovers on that, just individual turnovers. Um, yeah, 22 turnovers. They forced, forced 22 Celtics turnovers, held them to 42.5% shooting, even though they were relying on twos as opposed to threes where you would expect to have that higher. Like, the Celtics shot better from the field than the Warriors, but the Warriors were shooting primarily from three-point range, and um, or half of the shots were, and the Celtics were primarily from inside the arc and still were only making 42.5% of their shots. Um, Jason Tatum, 6 for 18 from the field. Andrew Wiggins, just masterful work again, defending him. Just really cannot credit Wiggins enough for the defense that he played in this series. Um, the Warriors as a team played phenomenal defense and the biggest part of it was that they took away a lot of what Tatum does and it frustrated and pushed Boston's offense into a place where they just weren't able to be in the rhythm that they're used to being in. So phenomenal work by Wiggins, phenomenal work by Draymond, phenomenal work by Gary Payton II, Kevon Looney. Just really great stuff. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say to break down this game because, you know, it always feels silly to break down the last game of a season, especially when it's a win. Um, we're past the point of having to think about what happened with regards to what's going to happen next, and we're just at the point of in our case, celebrating. The Warriors are champions. Champions. You love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. Stay tuned with us through the offseason, both the podcast and the written words on goldenstateofmind.com. We're going to have a lot of good stuff. You know, a lot of retrospective stuff on the season and on the championship. A lot of stuff looking forward to the draft. Summer League, free agency, next season, all the good stuff. It's a great time to be a Warriors fan, friends. It is a great time to be a Warriors fan. Enjoy the championship. Enjoy the season. It doesn't get better than this. Thanks for listening, everyone.